0: This is Pastor Gail here, and I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're driving your car down the road, or maybe you're sitting in your house, or maybe you're at work listening to this program. Today, I've entitled this program, Over and Above. And I'm going to talk about my mission trip to Costa Rica for a little bit. But before I do, I want to read a scripture, Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that it is at work within us. Wow. The Bible says he can do more than we can ask or imagine. Now, I can ask pretty big, and I know I can imagine pretty big, and God says when he's involved, he can do more than we can ask or imagine, and it all has to do with his power that is at work within us. Wow, what a promise. So, August 25th through September 4th, I went down to Costa Rica, Jeremiah Jones and I did, and we went down on a mission trip. So on the first part of that mission trip was like um, August 25th through the weekend. So August 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. So it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, We were a part of extreme camps. So you might be asking, well, what is extreme camp? Extreme camp is where uh, Pastor Christian, who is the pastor of the Lion of Judah Church in Pavis, goes and he gets 60-some kids who are once involved with a gang, and he gets them to agree to come to a separate location to hear about a new relationship with God and a different way of living, and we give them an extreme God experience. Now... You might say, well, what was Extreme Camp born out of? Well, a few years ago, they were having eight to nine people killed on the streets of Pavas a week. And Pastor Christian decided to gather some of the drug lords and the gang leaders and get them to come together and to give them an Extreme God experience where they hear about Jesus, they are preached to about Jesus, they read the word about Jesus. And they're prayed for, and at the end of that week, the five people that he had brought together in their gangs got saved. They got to accept Christ, and that began to change Pavas. And so this goes on every year where, where they will have three to four extreme camps where we pull kids out of the gangs, bring them to a separate location, and they get to hear about having a relationship with Jesus Christ that can change their life And that's extreme for them because it's an extreme change of their lifestyle. You see, when they accept the Lord into their heart, they know they can never go back to the gang. And out of 325 or so people that have been rescued, 25 have been assassinated or killed for their faith. And so I love being a part of Extreme Camp. This past year was my second year and uh, my sponsor paid for the entire camp. And I was able to preach the first service and over 60 kids, every kid that was there out of the gangs, stood up to give their heart and their life to Jesus Christ. And then we prayed for them and broke the witchcraft off them and got them filled with the Holy Spirit. It really got them on a good footing. And Extreme Camp was just amazing. These kids like to play. They like to sing. They like to worship. They like to have fun, and uh, we just spent time with them. And just some of them, as God was ministering to them, were on their knees on the floor. Uh, Some were crying out on the floor, having an experience with God they never had before. Several kids were down on their knees, and other adults were hugging them and just letting them know that God loved them. It was a very, very powerful experience. I remember Pastor Christian telling us guys and girls, stand up front. You know, we're older. We looked like grandfathers and grandmothers. And then he said to the kids, if you never had a hug in your life and you want a hug, find, find one of these guys, one of these ladies up front and give them a hug. And when the kids would come up to hug us, they would just wail. They would just cry because many of them have been rejected. Many of them, their mom and dad don't want to know them anymore. They rejected him one one guy was in extreme camp he had killed a guy and he had spent seven years in prison then he came to extreme camp and he gave his heart and life to jesus christ and in the final service his mom and his wife and his family came back to see him and were hugging him in the church service they also like to have a lot of fun well when you're when you're around 60 kids off the street And they're jumping around. They're having fun. It's like a mosh pit. (laughs) They got the bright idea of doing something they call spidering. It's where they grabbed their leaders, picked them up, and threw them in the air. Christian got thrown into the air. Jeremiah got thrown into the air. I got thrown into the air. I tried to get away. But when you got 60 kids after you, there's no running away. We just had a fabulous time with every kid in extreme camp. Some of them are drug addicts. Some of them have killed people. Some of them were prostitutes. I mean, all from all walks of life. And yet they are the ones, they are the one that Jesus went to look for. They are like the 99 and the one that was lost. So it was extreme experience with them. I really loved helping with Extreme Camp and plan to go back next August for my third Extreme Camp to work with the kids and I believe the sponsor that I have is going to sponsor another camp which will pay for another 60 kids to come and hear the message of Jesus, the message of love, the message of forgiveness, the message of salvation and freedom through the name of Jesus. Man, it was a wild time. Then after we spent about four days with Extreme Camp, we went to a place called sar Reynasar is a rehab. It's about 3,000 feet up into the mountains. This is where they keep about 35 to 40 girls underage who have been rescued from sex trafficking, drugs, prostitution, and alcohol. And so they're brought to this rehab. It's a professional 12-month rehab program where they stay and they get freed up from their addiction And they get healing. There's counselors there. There's addiction counselors there. Everything is there at that uh, rehab. And it's a place where they stay for an entire year. So there's like five dormitory like houses on the campus where the girls will stay. And each house has a leader that lives with the girls 24 7. So when we went to Reynasar this year, this was my third trip to Renaissance. Um I was really happy to realize that they had fully implemented the Spiritual Care Children's Program into Sar. They were using our IM statements. They were using the shields. They were using the hooks. They were using all of our tools in the rehab program, and I was very happy about that. So since it's a new batch of girls, every 12 months and since we come every august there was another new batch of girls there about 35 of them and what i did is i met in the first session with them and taught them the hooks and taught them the shield and taught them the spiritual care tools and then the next session we had was with the six house leaders that live with the girls 24 hours a day and we were training them how to use the spiritual care tools and help the girls when they're having bad thoughts, when they're being tormented in their mind, when they're suffering from the rejection of their family. It broke my heart. One girl escaped from the rehab, went back to her parents, and her parents said, we don't want you no more. And she came back to the rehab. These girls don't know where they're necessarily gonna go after the 12-month program is done. So the rehab tries to place these girls into good homes. So after we did the group teaching of 35 girls and then we worked with the house leaders, then they lined up 15 girls for me to have sessions with. Now it was me, Jeremiah, my interpreter, and then Juanita, one of the heads of the rehab, were in the room with us. And uh, this is kind of a unique way to do the ministry. I have a card in front of me full of I am statements or in Christ statements. And what I shared with Juanita is, go pick your girl. I'll ask God what I am statement does he want to highlight without me even knowing the girl and what's his word for the girl and what scriptures might he have for this particular girl. So when every girl walked in, I had gotten a word from the Lord for them in advance. That was very, very powerful. In fact, the girls wept, they cried, they poured out their heart where they're normally closed. And so Juanita said to me, one of the reasons we have you back is because your ministry tends to know how to get behind their wall and really get to what's going on in their heart. And so we were able to minister healing to the girls. We were able to lead for them to Christ. Uh, it was just a really... Great time with the staff in the rehab. Now, I know next year, in next August, I'm taking five people here from spiritual care with me to Costa Rica. I'm taking the whole children's team and we're going to divide ourselves up so we can see even more kids and do more teaching and really equip the staff to really help their kids that they're working with in an effective way. So you might say, what's the shield about? Well, the shield is about protecting yourself from the words of other people and from the bad thoughts of your mind. We, we have a shield, a copy of a shield we bring into the meeting, and then we have them write, what in Christ statements would help you block the negative words that come in your, are coming in your mind or that are spoken over you by other people? And the hooks is all about Uh, taking the bad things off my hook, putting them on God's hook, let God deal with them. It's a whole process we use. So I was very pleased that the head of the rehab was actually teaching from our manual to the girls. They were using our IM cards with the girls. They're using the shield. They're using the hook. They're using all of our spiritual care tools that we use in the children's program. So praise the Lord for that. So it's two days in, in a Reynasar is up in the mountains. It's extremely beautiful and surrounded by the beauty of Costa Rica. And when we were there, it was actually kind of cold. It was in the mid to low 70s, and we almost needed a jacket. It was so cold. Then we went from there to Carpio. La Carpio is a place where there's about 40,000 people in a quarter of a mile to half mile square radius these, most of these are displaced refugees. And La Carpio is the biggest slum in Costa Rica. You can Google it on your computer and see it for yourself. And what we did is we've been building a healing center, a $40,000 healing center right down on the side of that mountain, right down in the garbage dump. And when I went down this time, I went down and the center was now complete. It's, the center is absolutely beautiful. And there will be two psychologists that work out of the Living Water Center to help the women and the children and the families that are there. And 80% of them have been abused. And so it's an area where there is a lot of need. And then we went down to the bottom of La Carpio, the place called The Steps, at the very bottom where they were teaching the kids about the armor of God and spiritual warfare, and we got involved with that, and we did the morning devotional. We spent time with them, went to the Living Water Center, and then we went to the home of a young girl that we are supporting. She's about 26 years old, and her daughter is 6 years old, and she lives in the garbage dump, and she's been helping the missionary there faithfully for like, uh, like 5 years, a long time, She's a dedicated believer, but the people in the dump around her do not like her, and they would like to remove her from the dump. I mean, they've ripped her door off. They, put, they tore her electric line down. They filled the pipe coming into her house to give water full of sand and rocks, and so we had to help get all that stuff fixed, plus put a nice new $100 door on the side of her home to keep her safe. So her name is Jorales. And please pray for her and don't say. Uh, in fact, there's been a lot of persecution going on. And in the school in Costa Rica, they caught a girl trying to dunk her daughter's head in the toilet. And she had a sharp scissors and was going to cut her hair off. But the people got caught just in the neck of time. So please pray for her and her daughter. Pray for protection, safety, and provision. And I left. we left money with the missionary to support her on a monthly basis to take to help take care of her and her daughter then we went out of the garbage dump area and the next stop was um, a two-day pastors conference and where we took the pastors of tirasas now tirasas is a really bad gang area in costa rica so we took seven pastors and their leaders, a total of 26 people, to a resort in Costa Rica in the mountains. And we spent two days with them, having fun with them, swimming with them, teaching them, ministering to them, and blessing them and encouraging them to fight the good fight of faith and to continue to advance the kingdom of God in the midst of all the hard times that they are going through and so we were down there and we were teaching them and spending time with them and god had blessed me and my partner with extra cash to give away you might say what's extra cash extra cash is cash we can give away and we don't need receipts for but i do keep track of where every cent of the money goes so he knows where it goes So each pastor received a $100 gift before they left the conference. They were so blown away by the $100 gift, and they were blown away that someone would take them to a retreat center. They never had been cared for like that in their life. Plus, they were just coming out of a pandemic where their churches had suffered so much and their families had suffered so much, and they just thought this was a great time. We did team building exercises, we taught them from the word of God, we prayed over them prophetically, we laid hands on them, anointed them with oil and ministered to them in the name of Jesus. It was really amazing. Then after the two-day conference, I spent a whole five or six hours training Henry and Jehida. Henry is a psychologist with Christ for the City, Jehida is a lawyer, And Henry has got a counseling practice in La Carpio. He has an office where he, as a psychologist, will be ministering to the women and children. And we were training him in the spiritual care process, in the spiritual care tools. We were training him and Jehida. So in the midst of using all the psychology, they can also use the tools that spiritual care has been given to help people that are hurting and they really, really, really enjoyed that. And then when we were there in Costa Rica, we had uh, we had taken with us $5,000 to help collecting the Crops Church in Nicaragua and uh, their mother church is collecting the Crops Costa Rica. So we did a presentation of $5,000 and we got it on video for the Church in Nicaragua that's gonna be delivered to them to help them with their building program. And then we did a $2,000 presentation to uh, Collecting the Crops Costa Rica because their church was found to have termites and it's under a lot of construction to fix the damage that had been caused. So we left uh, $2,000 with them and Jeremiah and I had a great, amazing service with collecting the crops on Mount Elto, the Mountain High Retreat Center that's five to 7,000 feet up in the mountains. We just had a, a great time with them. And then at night coming down, it was clear that night, and you could see the lights of San Jose. Uh, we were at the top of the mountain. We could see all the lights down below. It was so beautiful. And uh, yeah, we just spent time with Pastor Ruth We spent time with Michelle and Mauricio Sabredo and just had a really good time with them. And then um, one afternoon, uh, we were sitting on the porch for Christ for the City. Now, Christ for the City base is right down the road from the Spanish language school in Costa Rica. That morning, we had missionary families that were walking up and coming by the gate. We had four families that we actually stopped, talked to, prayed with them, give them each $100 to bless them. They were so surprised. They said, you don't need to do this. And I said, yes, we do, because I feel like the Lord really wants us to help you. You know, one was with Operation Mobilization. Another one was with the Baptist World Evangelization Another missionary family, they were going to Kazakhstan. Another one was going to Chile. And they were so surprised. We stopped them. We said, "We said buenos dias. And they go, buenos dias. I said, you're a missionary family, aren't you? And they go, how do you know? I said, you're from the language school. And they go, yeah. And so we talked with them. We prayed with them. We, they, they all had young children, just really young children. And I don't know about you, but it takes a lot of faith to go to a language school in Costa Rica without much support, to turn around and go to the mission field for Jesus. Man, they need support. They needed help and they needed encouragement. And we were able to be there for them. And so when Jeremiah and I wrapped up the trip, it was just amazing wrap up. We were healthy. We worked very hard for 10 days. We didn't have any breaks, but thank God he kept us healthy, we had a good time. Oh, we ended our time at the farmer's market before we left in, in San Jose. I love the farmer's market where we ate there. We just walked around and saw the farmer's market. And one of the things I wanna say about Costa Rica, you're either rich or you're poor. There were a lot more beggars on this trip, people needing money. If you were anywhere around, if you were driving down a really busy street, there were people standing right in the middle of the road selling chips, selling claws, selling sunglasses. Why? They were trying to make a living. And I heard while I was down there, to work in a factory in Costa Rica, you make about $20 a day, and that is not much. So we are really blessed in America. We have everything we need. We don't have near the beggars they have down there. And I know we carried a lot of coins with us. When people would come up and want money, we would give them coins. We would bless them with at least something. That's how they try to survive. And so, wow, you know, God can do over and above more than we could ask, think, or imagine. And I want to encourage you today. Whatever God is calling you to do, you can do it. I would encourage you to do that. And so I hope you've enjoyed this trip, and I'd like to pray for you. Lord, I pray for those that are listening this morning that something about this story touched their hearts. I pray that you administer to those that are broken and that are needing hope in Jesus Christ. And Lord, if there's anyone listening that might want to donate to the mission trips they were doing, Lord, just have them get a hold of us, through the information that will be on the end of this program. In Jesus' name, amen. And you can get a hold of us by going to spiritualcareconsultants.com. Well, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And may you always know that he is with you and that you're never alone.